1: Once again, for tuning in and joining us.
0: Yes. Welcome back to another episode of the God Life Culture podcast. We are so excited that you are tuned in and that you are ready for this new episode. If you are not subscribed... Take a second right now to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. And if you would be so kind, would you please leave us a review? This helps us, uh, you know, put the podcast out in front of more people. It expands our reach and we will greatly appreciate it. Eddie, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. A little beat up. Uh, We did have a snowstorm that did happen. Um, there was a lot of shoveling uh, that I had to do, but regardless, just happy and blessed to have another day of life and uh, just to to be here, not only with you, but also our special guest, who will be introducing in the next couple of minutes. How's everything over in your world?
0: Yeah, everything's great. I mean, like you said, we we did get the snow this time. I think last time the snow didn't really reach us, right, the way <laughs> we thought. This time it definitely did. There was a whole lot of shoveling, a whole lot of, uh, you know, slipping and sliding on the ice, but uh, like you said, we made it through and, um, you know, it did give us two days of a snow day. So, yes. you know, I didn't have to go into school for these two days and uh, and teach. And, you know, and thinking about all of that, right, uh, of being a teacher and, you know, getting these two days off, which was so nice. And, you know, no virtual instruction, no in-person instruction. It was really nice to have a break. Um, you know, but today and just answering a few emails, um, you know, I often struggle with uh, concluding the email to my students where, uh, I quickly will write Miguel, yeah. my first name, Pagan, and then forgetting, like, man, that's like so unprofessional. I have to definitely put, you know, Mr. Pagan. You know, I'm used to the Mr., uh, but sometimes I'll throw in the Miguel in there on accident. But have you, uh, do you ever find um, it super annoying? Maybe not you because your name's Eddie and to mess up Eddie, <laughs> it will definitely, <laughs> right? That, that, that's, a, that's a difficult one. But my first name is a name that so many people get mixed up. Yeah. And to me personally, I don't think it's that hard uh, to pronounce, but I'll get like Miggle. Yeah. I'll get, uh, you know, Miguel. Right. They'll (laughs) make it like me. I'll get Miguel. Uh Like they really want to pronounce every letter in the word. And then my last name, forget it. It goes from, you know, it's definitely Pagan. Yeah. Right. And. They'll say Pagan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, spelling my last name, they add extra letters. They put an O. Like, it's a mess. Like, I one time <laughs> literally got in the mail, right? Uh, it was for me, and they put me a mail. Like, definitely added instead of a G, it was an M. They added an extra letter. Like, it's just <laughs> crazy. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Eddie, it's pretty hard to get that mixed up. It is,
1: it is pretty hard to get Eddie wrong. But in the Spanish cult, um, like in speaking in Spanish, when they call my name, they call me Eddie. So they don't pronounce the Ds. It's Eddie. It's like if it has an R in it. So usually when I get a letter or something written or somebody's like writing me a note or something and they write my name, they spell it Eric for some weird reason. (laughs) So it's like Eric. They think my name is Eric and it's Eddie. Uh, So it doesn't matter. Usually, regardless of it, especially when it comes to different languages, I think that there is always, you run into the risk of, people may be getting your name wrong mistakenly. You know, this is cultural differences and stuff like that as well. Right. Right. You know, but I do think it is important to make an effort to get someone's name correctly, even the way that they pronounce it. You know, like we have our, our youngest son, his name's Lucas, but it's spelled Lucas, but his name is Lucas. So we always make emphasis in whoever we speak to. And even for him growing up to make sure that when he presents himself, his name is not Lucas. It's Lucas. So making sure that he pronounced it is, you know, and it's just something that you go through life um, very nicely, right, <laughs> correcting right, right. people, and yeah. just letting people know whatever because it is part of your identity and who you are, and you want people to respect that part of you.
0: For sure. So, just for clarification, it's Miguel and he is Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Just, you know, yeah, (laughs) not Eric. (laughs) We're so excited today because we have a special guest with us. You guys definitely enjoyed last uh, week's episode and all our guests that have been coming on. Um, You know, we have been hearing great things and how you've been blessed and edified through those conversations. And today we are so excited because we have another special guest with us. Yes. So, please welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast, Kieran Sims. Woo! Kieran, can you please say hello What's to up, our guys? listeners?
2: Hello, hello, hello. How you guys doing? Thank you all for having me. I'm
0: excited. <laughs> yes, we're doing well. We're doing well, and we're so excited to have you. Now, listen, you have a unique first name. I mean, yes. even before we got on here, we were like, you know, give us the pronunciation. We just want to make sure we get it correct. I mean, can you, uh, you know, empathize with me a little bit and understand what it is to kind of get that first name mixed up a bit? A hundred
2: percent. I've got everything from uh, Karen to um, in the second grade, um, we had a substitute teacher. She called me Corona. I didn't know what it was at the time, <laughs> I was like, we just... I'm Corona. How do you get Corona from Kieran? It is what it is. Right,
0: right.
1: <laughs> now, Kieran, what I, I would like for you to do is, at this moment, yeah. speak to our people that are listening who are maybe not familiar with you. Who yeah. is Kieran Sims?
2: Man, well, I am I am a... First of all, I'm a lover of music, lover of um, <laughs> food, and a lover of people. I um, was born in... in, in the U.S. Born in Baytown, Texas, right outside of Houston, and raised in in Trinidad. Um, been around music nice. all my life, and um, you know, my, my great grandmother was, um, was a she was a she's from Venezuela. So nice. um, I was born in a house or raised in a household that spoke English and Spanish, and um, so yeah, I'm an artist. Um, I she raised us in church where music worship leader first, and then artist second, and. I consider myself an artist because I just love art and I love all forms of it. And yeah, that's kind of who I am today. I'm a lover of food, though. That's that's pretty close <laughs> to it. Like that's, you know, if if you've ever seen me, I'm always going to have some food next to me, food and music.
1: Something to chew on and eat and just make I sure you're food. feeling nice and happy. That's now right, you, do touch, you do touch on that. You are a lover of music and you yeah. speak about how, you know, your great grandmother was it had a great impact on that becoming a love for you. Can you speak to us a little bit more about that? And like really dive into what was it that really cultivated that in you to be a lover of music?
2: Yeah. So my great grandmother, um, she she was man, she was super devoted. Um, I was actually raised Catholic. Um, yeah. so we didn't have a whole lot of music at church, but we had a lot of music at home. And in Trinidad, everyone has their front door open and everyone's <laughs> blasting music. So you're competing. You have five to ten competing songs happening in the, in the village. <laughs> <laughs> so music was like something we 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 breathe from from six thirty in the morning. You hear music till about midnight at night. They're jamming music. So music was always a part, you know, of 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 our culture and of what we did. Um, and then I came here to the states, and um, you know, I was just basically um, reconnected with my mom, who is a singer. And um so then it started, you know, and, and my sister's a singer as well. So the family first thought my sister was the only singer in the family, her and my mom. And then um what they did was they heard me singing um Oh Happy Day in the shower one day after watching Sister Act and <laughs> found out that Kieran can sing too. And um right. so just we went from hearing it all the time to trying it in the shower, to then now here it is now. I'm I'm singing, I'm singing just like my family now, and it's been around the family all the time and now we're I'm doing I love Caribbean music and I love um I, I sing in church as well. So that's kind of been the um from from eleven years old to now I've been just diving into music at church and learning how to just enjoy that. And that's been my super my connection with God as well. Um it's it's a part of who I am and it's been something that's really God has used really to touch my heart and to bring me closer to him.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, you have a lot of music out, um, you know, in English, but you do have uh, a few Spanish tracks out there and you've actually worked with, uh, you know, many different Spanish artists that, you know, we know, such as, you know, the group Barack, you've worked with Evan Kraft, you've worked with Lucia Parker, all amazing, um, you know, Spanish artists out there. Is there anything that you, uh, you know, can share Um, from working with them that you specifically learned from them or were impacted, you know, maybe it's just a moment in the studio, a moment just where, you know, they told you or gave you a word of advice that, you know, you hold dear to the, to this day.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'll say this with Evan. um, I love the fact that he's white, but has a heart. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know until I met him. Um, That's crazy. I I know a lot of people not know that he's white. Like some people don't know that, but (laughs) he's white but he has a heart for Latin America. And um, what he taught me was to do what you love to do, but also create resources or, or, or translate yeah, resources for, for, for the people you love as well. So they can partake in your gift and your journey and your, your song with you. Um, with Lucia, she's just a powerhouse vocalist. And uh, she taught me how to just be myself and how to just um, be as artistic, artistic as possible and not shy away from who I am, but show every expression, English and in Spanish. And then Barack, oh my God, those guys are just worshipers. They go after the heart of God um, in their music. They're not afraid to just, you know, go in. And I think that Yeah, man. and, and, And Robert's a phenomenal vocalist. So I really connected with him because I always thought, like, if I ever were to just really pursue music in Spanish, those guys, I look up to them a lot because they don't compromise their sound um, even when they're going for broke and they're just, they're going straight for the heart of God, but they're still really good. So they don't compromise quality either. You know, those moments (laughs) where you're just kind of going for it. And that's kind of what I learned. I learned how to be, to, to, to to be artistic, but also just go after God's heart. And one thing that I've learned with those guys is that they've learned how to uh, create a space um, in Spanish world, in Spanish music, what people can just um, they give words to people's song and give words to people where they're able to worship God freely. And yes. um, that's what I want to do Like with, with my life and with, with my music. I want to create a space where people can just go for it, the ugly cry, and enjoy <laughs> yeah, <man>. God's
1: presence. <laughs> Yeah, which is the ultimate goal, I would feel, that, you know, when it comes to uh, being a worshiper in whatever genre it is, um, that you Mm -hmm. do want to create an environment where people are not just enjoying your music, but also enjoying being in the presence of the Lord, you know, because there's been plenty of times where, you know, I'm jamming in my car at home and, you know, it's a worshipy song that has me like crying, you know, the ugly cry. And then there's other times (laughs) where it's the upbeat bop that has me, you know, like, yo, like feeling the Lord's presence, but it's still a bop. Like, I'm still like, you know, feeling joy and happiness and all that great stuff. So it is important, regardless of the genre that as worshipers, you know, we do take people into a place of connectivity with the Lord. Um, before we jump off the whole Spanish thing, I did want to ask a question to you, which is, do you feel a difference when you worship in Spanish versus worshiping in English?
2: Oh, man. I I do. I would say, be honest with you. I do. Here's why. I just feel like, first off, the language is gorgeous (laughs) and the culture is amazing. Uh, But I feel like, man, like when when I'm in Latin America, I just feel like people don't care about anything but the presence of God. Like there, it's like they go straight for God's heart. And I think that inspires me in a whole nother level because, man, it just keeps it. They keep the main thing, the main thing. And that mm-hmm. that's been my heart. Like I've I've experienced that. I'm like, man, sometimes, sometimes here in the States, some people just have their, you know, we have our 15 minute, 20 minute worship sets and we're 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 going, we're moving forward and and that's okay. It has its place as well. But I feel like, man, in, in Spanish, it's there's just a whole nother side of it. And then when it comes to even in the studio and you're you're tracking your music, I just feel like it opens up a whole nother world because you can say mm-hmm. things in so many different ways. And um, yeah, it's definitely different. And I I enjoy it a lot.
1: Awesome.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I was introduced to your music uh, you know, a few years back when Lucia Parker was actually um working on one of your songs with you. You guys were like collaborating. I believe it was uh Every Promise and like translating it, I believe. Um and I remember her being on live and everything. And I remember just hearing this song and being like, Man, these lyrics are amazing. And that was like a few years back, and that was like, you know, when I was first introduced to your music. So I just I also think that just that aspect of, you know, when you collaborate with these people and you know know these people of different cultures and backgrounds uh you know you're definitely introduced to their world right Right. and you're introduced to you know their people and I just think that that's amazing right there's room for everyone we all offer different things and um you Mm. know like I said that song every promise even to this day is just still a song that I resonate with so much and um I think it's a you know in my opinion from what I see I think it it, it, it's one of your biggest songs correct correct me if I'm wrong it is yeah every promise and you know, uh, for me, it's definitely something I can relate to. Um, I know you have been open, you know, about your health and your struggle with um, ulcerative colitis, Um, you know, and for me, you know, the part that I definitely relate to is, you know, I've struggled with diabetes uh, for many years, uh, since the age of 13. And, um, you know, that was a really big challenging moment in my life. And going into that right like you know experiencing this and 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 trying to journey through it i remember vivid moments where god spoke healing over my life Mm. and promised healing um i remember traveling specifically to like dominican republic where no one knew me and no one knew who i was and this you know individual just like prophesying and telling me and declaring healing over Mm. you know this sickness that i had that again nobody knew about at Mm -hmm. that in that moment um you know, and time has passed. I mean, that was 13. I'm 27 now. It's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely can relate to the idea of believing in God's promises and holding yeah. on to them, but yeah. sometimes just being tired, right? Yeah. Tired of waiting yeah. and just in that struggle. So your song, Every Promise definitely brings all those emotions and feelings, uh, yeah. you know, to light for me. Um, And, you know, you've explained and you have this whole story that I really do want you to get into about, you know, when you were diagnosed and, you know, leading up to that. And then, you know, even about a worship moment you had in Dallas one night while you were ministering. Can you just speak a little bit about that story and, you know, the feeling of, you know, feeling that God has maybe forgotten about his promises and that struggle?
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I was I was I remember there was a time I was having Having um, you know just a lot of stomach problems and little complications, and you know I, I was it was getting to the point, And I'm an athlete. I played basketball, played football, so I was healthy for a lot of my life. And thought <laughs> um, I had just like a stomach virus that I ate something, and it was just oh, it'll pass, it'll be fine. Well, it became a month, a month that passed, and the symptoms weren't going away. And I had um I had gone to the doctor um actually several times. And they were like, "Man, we don't we don't know what it is." Um, well, I think it was a fourth time. They were like, "Okay, we're just gonna go in and, and, and take a look," you know. And um, they did that. And I remember the day that went to take a look. Um, I heard God's. Um, I heard God speak to me so clear, and He said, "Key, you're not gonna have this forever." And um, it, I was like, "Okay," like I didn't I, I didn't really think oh too too much of it because. I knew okay. I, I I I was a little fearful. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was a little fearful, but I just heard God say that, and I was a little. I was assured. Well, three days later, when we got the results, they they said, "Well, key, you have ulcerative colitis, and this is something that this is something that you're gonna have forever. It's incurable." And I remember on that same weekend having um, an engagement where they you know they, they wanted me to come in and, and and put my team in to lead worship at a at a church anniversary. Well we went to Dallas and we went to the, to do the, the night of what well, we did the service. And it became a night of worship. And it became, um, at the end of the night, uh, the pastor got the microphone. And he was like, man, I just really feel like God wants to do some healing here in the room. And, um, he began to pray for people and people were getting healed in the room. I was blown away and it wasn't the first time I was seeing that. However, I was really blown away that God was moving in that moment. And, I yeah. thought it was gonna be my moment. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're okay. You know, I was excited about it. And um and it didn't happen. It didn't happen that day. And I remember um having a decision. I had to I had to choose between um am I gonna be discouraged and am I gonna am I gonna go back to um am I gonna go back to a place where I don't I don't trust God, I don't believe him to do what he said he's gonna do. Well, I'm gonna lean into what he said, because I know without a of a doubt what he said to me. And I remember just, um, I remember just singing like, "I believe you are who you say you are. I believe every promise." And I remember just singing that to myself in a corner, and and, and and of the same room while everything was happening. And I and I believe you've come to heal my heart. I believe it's already done. And I remember just kind of having that in my heart. And um, we we I get in the car and my guitarist name is Morgan. He was like, "Bro, like, are you good?" Like, "Yeah, man." But I I got a song. (laughs) I remember just showing him the song. And on the way back from Dallas to Houston, it's about a three and a half hour drive. And um, I remember just I finished the song that night on the way home, um, and just was in a place where I I felt God's presence and His nearness. And there was a moment where I almost stopped believing His promise, but then I realized. I'm in God's presence right now. And yes. He he's never been more near. Or I've never experienced him more near than I do now. And man, you promised never leave me nor forsake me. You promised that you'd heal me. So you're a man of your word. Also, you're here with me. And that changed everything for me in that moment. So every promise has been an anthem of my life as well since that moment. And it's reminded me that God can still do what he said he will do. especially because she's still here with us today.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Can you speak to the person right now who... Mm -hmm is a waiting, you know, for God to fulfill his promise in their life. And, you know, they're, yeah. they're waiting and, you know, they grow impatient and, yeah. you know, it just seems like maybe things get worse. You know, how do you mm-hmm. deal with those bad days, right? Yeah. Where we know what truth is. We know mm-hmm. that God will come through and that God, you know, has a last word, but mm-hmm. what do you do when you have those hard days where you are sick or you're feeling all the symptoms or it's not getting better? What do you do?
2: Yeah. I'd, i have a moment where I look back over my, I take a moment and when things are, are bad or whack in a moment, mm-hmm. I look back on when things were amazing. I look back on those strong days where I didn't feel the symptoms or I didn't feel, I wasn't in a hospital <laughs> and I had a moment where, you know what, it was okay. Or I remember those moments where I'm, I was in God's presence and nothing else matters. And I look back over my life and I and I see God in every chapter of the story. And I think that was, has been the What's helped me held me together, even some of my roughest days. I've I've, things have been a little crazy recently as well. We're still we're still going through the journey, you know. But what's helped me held me together, what's what's um, encouraged my heart was the fact that he's been he's been there (laughs) up until now. So if he's if he's been there, and you can look back and you can see him, and things could have been a lot worse. The days where things could have been worse, or the days where where he got you through it, then I, I believe he'll get me through it today. And I, and that's kind of been what's encouraged me today because he's been faithful then and he's he's going to be faithful now. He'll be faithful forever. And not in this weird yeah. Christianese cliche way, but like in a, such a real way, like he's so near. And so in those moments, I lean in a little bit more and I just, I thank him for, for breath because it could be worse. There are moments where I, I, I didn't have to be here. There are moments where, symptoms or, 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 or circumstances were so bad where I could have been gone to heaven, but God had a purpose for my life. And if there's still a pulse, there's a plan. So I realized, okay, well, God wants to use this for something. And he didn't give this to me, but he allowed it for a reason. And he's going to do something with it. So I think about the people who maybe need to hear our stories and maybe need to be encouraged. So I think about those people. It starts being about me in those moments. And I realized, man, God endured so much more for me. He's in it and doing it with me today. And think about so many people, the people out there that need to be they need to uh, be inspired to continue enduring and pushing through because if he promise it, he's faithful to complete it
0: for sure, man. I mean, and again, I just want to personally thank you, you know, for being obedient and writing that song, for pushing through um because it's definitely at least, you know, in my life has been, like you said, an anthem of just, you know, clinging and believing to God's promises. So definitely, Amen. thank you,
1: you know, and one of the great things that I find about your testimony is the realness of it, you know, cause it, you hit on the word Christianese, I think uh, before. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of times in our church lingo, yeah. it's very easy to make something serious seem like, um, very like, uh, uh, I was gonna say peaches and cream for some reason, but I don't know, like very sweet, like very like whatever. Um, and you know, Miguel and I have had these conversations, you know, off the air with ourselves, with our wives. The idea of the difficultness of that, of understanding God's faithfulness, believing in his promise, even though in the moment you don't feel like it Um, and how you really do have to like tighten your bootstraps and like make the active decision to be like, no, I believe it. No, I'm going to continue to move forward. No, there's a reason, you know, um, if, like you said, if there's a pulse, there's a purpose. So there has to be something There has to be a part of the bigger picture and asking God to help me, you know, tune in to what that bigger picture is. Um, one of the, uh, there's this this video that you, that's on YouTube, where you're speaking about your testimony, you share your story about, um, the diagnosis. You also share, um, your situation with, um, uh, your, your father and that yeah. whole situation yeah. um, of having that, You know, those feelings and those difficulties of growing up and feeling like maybe there's a piece that is missing and Mm -hmm. maybe there's something that you feel cheated on, you know. And that's something that I relate with as well. And especially once my wife and I, you know, my wife was having our first son, our first baby, which happened to be a son. One of the fears I had was that of how am I going to deposit in my son something that I didn't receive growing up? you know, cause I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, but you speak on how you had a moment with the Lord mm-hmm. and how, you know, he kind of like had to put you, you know, like to realize like, Hey, I've been that father for That's you. It. Can you speak a little bit on that?
2: Yeah, man. Um, there was a time I was, I was right out of high school. Um, I think I was 18 or 19. And, um, you know, I was, I was at a point where my dad's been off and on drugs all my life. And, um, so I had hardly any relationship with him. And the little relationship that I did have with him was was good. Mom never spoke bad of him. And he, she mm-hmm. always encouraged us to respect him and love him. And so when he was out, he was dad. <laughs> you know, we see yeah. him at my grandma's house and all the above. But then I realized, like, man, I got tired of him not being at my basketball games and at my football games. And I had a moment where this guy was, I mean, he's he's known here in, in, in Houston of being one of the fastest guys and one of the, coolest athletes of his time, like great athletes of his time, but I never got to experience that. And I remember I was bitter. I was bitter. I was hurt. I felt abandoned, a little confused. And I just like, dude, like, why can't you get your act together? (laughs) And I remember 18 or 19, um, graduating and trying to figure life out. And I remember, but pursuing God's heart and really like saying yes, for real in that time. And um, I remember um, (laughs) there was a time we were at my friend's um, apartment and we're, we're worshiping and i i had a I had an encounter with god and like I, it was like a moment where like i could like similar to what i talked about with uh with you know every promise when, when god i heard god speak to my heart in such a real way that shook me to my core and it was one of those things where like hey, you're not gonna have this forever you know and how, how here i am four years four years later i still remember loudest Loud, clear as day, you know. It's it's still loud mm-hmm. in my spirit as it was that day. Well, that happened in that moment. It was that was one of the first times that happened. And um, he said, "Key, I I want you to forgive your dad." And um, yeah. I was like, "Uh, uh I mean, <laughs> you know, like I I don't know how to really do that, but I I just really feel like God was just kind of saying that to release him, you know." And and I did. I, I began to just like I, I forget my dad. And I forgive him, and and I remember in that moment feeling like literally this weight fall off my heart and off my shoulders and off my chest. And I really felt myself like, and I know it's like hard to describe that in Christianese, but right. I really just felt lighter. Like I felt lighter and I felt like I wasn't carrying this anchor that I've been carrying, dragging through my life, you know? And I felt like God, I felt God speak to me. He's like, He, I was one at your basketball games. Like you knew exactly what to say in that moment to, to, to reshape my reality, you know, and he was like, hey, I was at your basketball games, man. I, I was at your football games. I was, I was there, your, your choir recitals. I was, I was in your, I'm in your choir. I've been there. I always will be. And I remember in that moment, it changed my entire perspective on God. And I, and I, and then it's crazy Like we're talking about this because even when I, four years, you know, uh, I would say six years later, when that happened, um, you know, when I happened, I got diagnosed and hearing God's voice again, say that, I realized, man, like he knew exactly how to speak to me and where to speak to me to get my attention and to show yeah. me that he was he was so for real about me. And that changes the game for me, because, man, like if God is God will speak to me in a way that catches my attention, like in a, in a world where it's so loud and doubt can be louder than anything that we feel, fear can be louder than anything else or truth sometimes. But when God can come in and in a moment change your entire perspective, man, that that hands down, I would live my life forever. <laughs> What's your opinion? Right, right. Man, giving Him back the the, the praise and glory.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's something that, you know, every listener, we can definitely take that, you know, with us, the idea that God still speaks, that yeah. God, you know, still comforts, God still gives us peace. And, you know, it's funny because I do struggle with that whole Christianese language, right? Where it's like, yeah. you want to say something, but that really is the way to describe it, right? Like yeah. in God's presence is everything we need, right? Or yeah. he spoke to my heart and, and, you know, yes, there are people that may overuse that terminology or may call it Christianese, whatever, but. It's reality. It's That's truth. It. You know, it, God man. does speak. God does speak to our hearts. Um, you know, in his presence, we do find everything we need. He yeah. is good and good all the time. Right. So it's just yeah. important for us, you know, to keep that in mind, especially, yeah. um, in these crazy times you're living in, you know, right. uh, 2020 has been crazy. We know Mm -hmm. uh, this pandemic, it kind of seems like it's just like not wanting to leave. And, you know, with everything going on Mm. in the midst of, you know, a crazy year last year, you did release uh, your latest album, Better With You. And you released it in November. Um, You know, and I'm just curious to know, what was the songwriting process and arrangement like, you know, for that album, given the context of the crazy year that, you know, 2020 was with the yeah. pandemic, with just being quarantined and not being able, you know, uh, to maybe leave your home for the way you did before, you know, what did that process look like for you? So
2: um, with, with all that was happening, um, I still kind of found myself, I found myself um, in hospital, in and out of the hospital at times. Um, wow. find found myself going, um, still having, so I'm on chemo now at the moment, I'm trying to get ulcerative caritis in um, intermission. So at those visits and at those different moments, I just really like, I I would get songs. (laughs) And I'd get, I'd have like these anthems that would just rise in my heart. And I'd I'd get these lyrics or melodies and um, I'd freak out because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, (laughs) I don't know where this song is coming from but I have to get (laughs) my voice memo and I have to record this right now. And I have to get get around one of my friends. We have to, we have to finish this song. But that's when I got, I got those songs in the, some of my toughest moments of my life. And, um, I, I, you know, the, the, the bow that I put on it was better with you because yes, it sucks right now. Like you never promised that life was going to be easy, but you make it better and yeah. you, you make the best out of every situation that I'll ever find myself in God. That was, that's the prayer of this project. So, um, in the, the last year and a half, we we've been we, we recorded it about I would say about a year and a half ago but this entire time um, that's I mean I've been I've been in and out of the hospital I would say the last couple of years and these songs all came from from that place and um, when we we were able to um, on the project you're able to hear some of the 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 um, recorded stuff and then some things are recorded later on which is the live stuff um, we did right. some some of the live project that we did. Um, So we're able to do some um, at the, you know, before the pandemic and then the rest of it when when the pandemic hit. And man, it's just all together. We were able to grab some of those things together, those experiences, those emotions from some of those real places. And um, yeah, and, and create better with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's when the most powerful art, right, is created. The most powerful worship kind of comes through uh, in your toughest moments. Uh, One of my personal favorite songs, I mean, you do have Every Promise on this album, and you actually have it uh, featuring Leland Mooring, um, which is amazing. But you also have this other song on there that I love called Love Song. You have it in English, you have it in Spanish, Canción de Amor. Uh, Where did that song come from? Like, how was that song birthed? That song
2: came out of we were in San Antonio at Cornerstone Church. Um and we were doing their youth ministry that night. And I remember we it was it was a night of worship, and I remember something happening in the room that night where those kids were like just on their face and um hands lifted, just ugly cry all over the room, and just going for it. And I was just like, oh my god, I love the worship culture here. But not only that, it they were they were hungry. And I remember, but I also remember it's so weird. But I remember like not feeling good that day, so not even being able to go to soundcheck. But having a moment where I realized, man, this is worth coming, and this is worth um, being a part of. Because I mean, I, I almost canceled this trip, but I'm so glad I came, and I'm so glad my band's here, and I'm so glad these kids are engaged, and God's presence is here. And I remember just having a moment of gratitude, and um, the chorus. And the bridge came, just spontaneous worship in that moment. And I remember um, right after that, going back to the hotel and staying up till five in the morning, finishing the um, finishing the, the verses, and um, just having a moment where there's praying happening. People were reading scripture, and it was just a God moment and a moment of gratitude. And um, just saying, God, like your your love is the air I'm breathing, the very song I'm singing, and, and your every word I'm leaning. I just can't get enough. And that was that's a prayer of my, that's a choir of my heart as well because it's His strength that keeps me going each and every day. Um, it's His love for me that honestly, I'm, I'm, am We're all borrowing the breath of God, and I'm just giving it back to Him. And so that was like kind of just the, the the heart behind that song. That's where that song originated from. And yeah,
1: you know, and I think it's it's quite two things. One that I think that is great is the idea of how worship and like true worship that comes and pours out from the heart is so contagious um, and has a ripple effect uh, because how many of us haven't found ourselves in a situation where we didn't want to go to church that Sunday or we didn't want to go to that youth group or we didn't want to go to do whatever. um, (laughs) And we're like, Oh, I just showed up because I have to. And then you get enraptured in Mm -hmm. everything that's happening around you and how the presence of God is just really like so tangible that you just find yourself With no other choice but to join in. You find yourself... You know, feeling refreshed, feeling renewed, feeling restored, feeling given strength and all that great stuff. Um, So it's great how it's a two way street. You know, like sometimes we need that as well. We need to appear at a place um, and feel that and to be uplifted that way as well. You know, you have recently, you know, when you were promoting your album, you said new album also means new merch. Yes. (laughs) And I was curious, are you how involved are you in the creative process of um, the merchandise that you have?
2: Man, so right now, um I I I love clothing. <laughs> I love fashion. And um so I'm very involved in that process. I, I I didn't wanna just do merch that was oh, that's just concert merch. But I wanted to create clothing and partner with designers to create clothing um that people would be proud to wear and quality yeah. that people would be proud to wear. They wouldn't just wear it to to paint the house in, they won't wear it just to go to sleep in, but it would be a, <laughs> a fashion statement to of course, remind remind them of God's faithfulness, um, but also have a heart behind what you wear. And um, so, I really am involved in the, in, the, in the process. I, I put together the mood boards, and I speak heavily into um, into that whole process. And I really, um, we're working on actually a a new clothing line, a clothing line mm-hmm. from our merch. To just it's a a higher Level, I would say just a, a step higher in quality. There we yeah. go. Words are hard today. <laughs> a step <laughs> higher in quality, um, and we're, we're we're gonna. It's actually gonna, gonna be a line, and instead of just doing merch, um, I'll be I'll be doing collections that will bow or yeah or nod to the album I'm doing or a project that I'm nice. doing, and just to really um, give myself over to that because I really love clothing and I love fashion, and I wanted to create something that people, would, like I said, be proud to wear, but also. Man, it's quality
1: stuff. Not only quality, but it also, I feel, from what I see, you are a very fashionable dude. So it is something that is also part of you as well. So it's like uh, a passion project, something that you genuinely find interest in and just want to share with the world. Now, you shared with us, you know, you just finished an album. You're releasing a fashion line very soon. Are there any other projects that we can be looking forward to seeing in the near future? Oh, man. You can share with us.
2: I definitely can. Um, so right now we're we're working on um, um, mejor contigo. Uh, we're gonna do some yes. songs in yes. Spanish. <laughs> Estamos muy emocionados. We're excited right. about that. <laughs> and um, so we're getting ready to 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 knock that out soon, and and have some even some of the people we've mentioned uh, featured on some of the songs. And I'm crazy excited about that. I've gotten to um, I've gotten to partner with. Some really cool artists and um, write more songs for the project because some of them don't translate as well, but also translate some of the songs and partner and collab with some some of the artists. Awesome. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, and translating is a whole different world of itself. Yes, Some people just you know. think like you can just translate anything. Yeah. There's you have to count syllables and yes. you know, you may have to change the word and all yes, of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's a whole thing. Uh Kieran, can you please uh tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, where they can find your music? Give them all that information.
2: Yeah, so I'm at um Kieran Music, that's K-E-E-R-R-O-N music. I'm on um I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, I'm on Twitter. And um, also you can visit com for more music, merch, and um, we're working on, on music this year, so you just get updates as well from our site.
1: Nice. Now, Karen, we have one more question for you. Sure. But before we get to the final question, we wanted to know, is there anything in your heart that you feel like sharing with our listeners at the moment? It could be anything, yeah. something funny, something powerful, whatever it is that you feel at the moment to share, what would it be?
2: I would say this, never stop dreaming. And what I mean by that is each and every one of us, we're, we're all a dream from God, I believe. And when God when At the very beginning of the foundation of the earth, we're all in the mind of God and the heart of God. And when God spoke each and every one of us into existence, um, he had a plan and a dream for our lives. And um, But we came from his heart. We came from his imagination. So I would say never stop using your imagination in your heart. And when you see those things in your heart and your imagination, go for it because um, God put it there. And um, God intends to back you up. Um, So if if you're passionate about something and you feel like God's really on your heart to do it, do it. God's going to make it happen. Don't worry about the resources. Um, God's going to provide as long as you stay close to him. You submit to his will. Um, He's going to he's going to position you and he's going to open up the doors that needs to be open. He'll provide the resources and um, he'll keep your heart on fire if you stay close to it.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. And since this is called the God Life Culture Podcast, we have one last question that you can take just about 30 seconds to answer, right? Um, And it's basically, how is God using your music to impact your own life and impact the culture around you?
2: It's reminding, he's using my music to remind me of his faithfulness, of his goodness. Um, He's reminding me of the promises he made, but also my response to the promises he's made. Um, and sometimes we forget what we said to him and what we, how, how we felt in a moment towards him. So in a moment where I'm frustrated or upset, sometimes I may put on a song that I wrote that said, God, you're amazing. And it, reminded, it reminds me of his goodness, it reminds me of his faithfulness. And um, But also my friends and family, um, they look at my life and they're able to see God moving in it. They're inspired and they are um, allowing this to also challenge them to dig a little deeper. And we're all growing and learning together because it is tough. But once you have the right people around you and we're all inspired at the same time, there's nothing we can't do with God's help and the right people around us.
0: Amen, man. We just want to thank you for being a part of this episode, for speaking and being open and transparent. Um, I know that you know, each of these listeners are definitely being blessed by this conversation. Um, and if you, uh, you know, were blessed by this conversation and you're listening to this podcast, definitely go and stream his music, support his music ministry and, you know, be, uh, subscribed and up to date to everything that he is doing.
1: Yeah. So that means find him on YouTube, find him on Spotify, find him on Apple music, Google play, whatever it is that you use, find him, download, purchase his music, um, and follow him because he has a lot of great things that are in the works. He already has a lot of great things out. He has even better things that are about to come out. Uh, So you definitely want to be able to take part of that and be blessed by it and bless him back in return.
0: Yeah. So again, thank you, Karen, for for joining us today. Thank you
2: for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. And I I was really blessed by it. Thank you, guys
0: amen and to our listeners definitely uh subscribe if you are not subscribed so you can get notified when we drop a new episode and that friendly reminder to leave a review we love reading um all of your reviews and that puts us in front of more people to expand our reach and we are super grateful for that you can follow us on instagram at god life culture podcast you can find us on facebook and uh definitely stay connected uh so you can see all the great conversations and great things that are ahead
1: so once again we want to thank you for tuning into the God Life Culture podcast. That's God God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.